Welcome back to the Bench Press Podcast, hosted by the founding fathers of Bench Press Media. We have myself, Ben Snyder. We got Wes Minky over to my right. How we doing? We got C. Robertson Crob across from me. Good to be back. And we got producer Timmy to my left. What up, boys? Before we get rolling on this episode, as always, this show is presented by Max's Meals. Great charity. You've got to check it out. If you haven't already, Crob says it every week. What are you doing? Get on it. Get after it. What are you doing? Figure it out. Another thing we got to go over. Technically, this is going to be episode seven, but we had a failed episode six. Vocally, it's episode six. Episode six did not go as planned. Let me tell you what happened. And this is 100% what actually happened. The boys recorded a whole episode in sign language, 63 minutes long. We quickly realized sign language in the podcasting community does not go well together. No, it does not blend. You guys couldn't hear anything, so we're going to make up for it by our best episode yet today. We got a longer episode. We've got our first ever interview. It's going to be bench press athlete James Camden. He's going to be joining the show here in a little bit. But as always, our Tuesday episode, we're going to hit you with some college football recap. We're going to get you with our week three NFL overreactions, and then we're going to recap the NFL. So, Wes, start us off here. The Buckeyes didn't look too bad this weekend. No, they did not at all. Uh, Huge week for Ohio State. Bounce back. Somehow they still dropped in the AP poll. Blows my mind, but it's beyond the point. CJ Stroud finally sits to my absolute greatest joy. Kyle McCord gets a chance to play. He looks good in his first start. Throws 319 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. But Travion Henderson, still the story of the Ohio State offense. Another 93 yards on eight carries, two more touchdowns. I think he's got to be a Heisman candidate at this point. He has to. He did look very well. I was actually at that game myself. So was I. Boots on the ground. The boots were on the ground there in the shoe. Dare I say our shoes were on the ground there. Oh, how about Whoa. it? <laughs> Trigon Anderson looks the part. It's just interesting because I want to say he's got the talent to be a Heisman contender, but I don't know if he's got the volume. He had eight carries in that game. It was against an Akron team who's not very good. He's still got Master Teague. He's still got Mayan Williams in that backfield. I think in the future he'll definitely have an opportunity to do it. I don't know if it's this year because he's definitely coming back next year, right? He can't even has go. has to be. He's a freshman. Yeah, so. can't even go pro. So. I definitely think he has the talent to be there in the future. I don't know if it's coming this year. Krob, what do you think? Honestly, I have no idea what to make of this Ohio State team when I look at it. Yeah, the Akron game made me upset because if I was 21 plus, you know, I would have loved Akron plus 49 and a half. But some people sitting in this room refuse to respect the betters of America, Tim. And we like to freeze out half of the country. Did Tim, if he was 21, would Tim have thrown down that 49.5 bet? Tim was all over the Akron 49.5 bet if he was 21. And what do we always tell our listeners? Go ahead. Let's say it, together. Three, two, one. Fade Fade Tim. That's got to hurt. Thank you, Tim. That's got to hurt. Got to hurt. Listen, Ohio State's going to be fine. Wes, this is coming over to you. Do we have a bit of a quarterback controversy now? So I don't think we do because the way Ryan Day phrased it at the end of the game was kind of like, oh... Yeah, McCord looked good. We looked what he thought he would look like, but Stroud's still the starter. And it's like, okay, well, that's kind of a slap in the face to any Ohio State fan who's had to sit through the C.J. Stroud saga, thinking to themselves, like, oh, maybe there's a chance that McCord plays well, or even Jack Miller comes in. He looked decent. I mean, he didn't really get a chance to throw the ball a lot because we were up 40 points at that point, and they're not going to throw the ball and embarrass Akron. That's not, like, a game plan for uh, Ryan Day. So, I mean, 
I would say no, it doesn't help us any. It's still we're right back to square one with CJ Stroud starting, but McCord looked fine, so at least you know you have a valuable backup. It was crazy because they finally looked good. They played well, prime time, not against a great team, but the story of this game had nothing to do with playing. Correct. Story of this game was Kayvon Pope walks out in the middle of the game and quits. I'm going to make a bold prediction right now. He didn't just, that's not all he did. Well, go ahead, let me finish here. I have a bold prediction that one of the four founding fathers will get up from this podcast and walk away and quit when we start talking about this old Bengals Steelers game. Mm. Any guesses on who that might be? Fade to, oh, sorry, wrong oh, segment. My but, bad. Yeah, that was the wrong segment. There might be a couple people who want to get up and quit this week. Oh, yeah, there okay. could be. It could could okay. be Crab and I finish out, finishing out okay. this episode. All right. But besides the point, that was crazy. I've never seen anything like that. Never. Tim? A uh, friend of the program, Josh Bell, saw it happen live, saw Kayvon Pope run to the uh, locker room, assumed he got hurt or something, and then all of a sudden he was like, oh, wow, this dude just quit. Yeah, so did you guys the, hear like the full story on it? The, the fuck Ohio State tweet was in great taste, especially how he misspelled. Yeah. He, he double seed. Yeah, so I, let's not say it was vulgar. And we're not no, cussing no, he, when we he say he fuck because he, he spelled it F-U-C-C. So when we say fuck, we don't actually mean no, the bad word fuck. It was, we mean fuck. It was an ultimate good guy move it from was. Kevon good guy. Pope. Because good guy. Twitter, who knows who's on Twitter? There could be kids on exactly. Twitter. He didn't know. So he... He censored yeah, Come on, Pope. He, good, yeah, good guy. Good guy. He censored himself while still getting his message across. I applaud him for it. Man, is that a guy I'd love to get on the show? Mm. That'd be a great one, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Man, that'd be money. All right, moving on. You guys didn't get to hear it, but I promise, in sign language, I said that West Virginia plus 17 against Oklahoma was my lock of the century. Turns out, I was correct. That game ends up 13-16. Oklahoma does win late. But let's just say it right now. Not only are we worried about Spencer Rattler, it seems like the Oklahoma fans are worried about Spencer Rattler. I don't too. think they're necessarily worried about Spencer Rattler. I just think they want him to get the fuck off the football field. Oh, is that a fuck F U C K or an F U C C? It's F-U-C-C? an F U C C. Okay, good. just checking. Just family checking. show. Family show for sure. So, how far can this Oklahoma team go? Not very. Crab. I don't know. The Big Twelve is a mess. It is. I mean. West Virginia dominated that game. Do you know how many seconds of the game Oklahoma led for? Zero. Yes, zero. They kicked the ball with two seconds left. It went in. By the time it was in, clock's off. They won. They led for zero seconds of that game and still won. I don't see them surviving in Oklahoma State, who looked really fucking good. And even honestly, I don't think they can beat Texas. And let's just be real, too. Sticking in the Big 12, you said it's a mess, Carl. We have another upset. I guess an upset. We haven't touched on the biggest one of the weekend yet. An upset in the Big 12. Baylor knocks off Iowa State. Iowa State was ranked 14th. They now fall to 2-2. Two and two. Iowa State looking like they're in some trouble. Baylor moves to 4-0. and oh. This Big 12 is wide open. Yeah, see, so I've been on the uh, old anti-Iowa State train for a while here, but, I mean, the numbers here are just, they don't make any sense. It's like the Iowa-Iowa State game. Iowa State out-totals Baylor 479 yards to 282. First downs, Iowa State had 27, Baylor had 15. Time of possession, Iowa State had time of possession for 36 minutes to Baylor's 24. It makes no sense. I mean, Baylor had, their rushing leader had 10 carries for 47 yards. Their receiving leader had four catches for 57 yards. It's not like they were on an offensive firepower here, and both teams only turned the ball over once. The crazy thing to me about this Iowa State team is, I'm under the impression that Matt Campbell 
denied all these NFL jobs because he wanted to come back and coach this team because a lot of people thought that this Iowa State team had what it took to get to the college football playoff. Not only is this team coming nowhere near the college football playoff, Matt Campbell may have just missed out on millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, for sure. Because it looks like now he's going to be stuck in this Iowa State program. I don't see him moving on anywhere. Iowa State's not really a well-renowned team. He finally had something built, and he denied the chance to leave when I thought it was the right time. So Matt Campbell in some trouble there. The other upset we were going to talk about, I kind of mentioned it earlier, NC State beating Clemson. Crop. Oh, my gosh. Is Clemson another team we're out on? We've got to well, be out. Just we, we have no choice to be out. They're out. They're not touching. They're not skiff. They are not sniffing the college football playoff. The ACC is just as bad as the Big 12. There's not a single team in the ACC who can realistically make the college football playoff anymore. No two-loss team, if I'm correct, has ever made. Now, now, now. Boston College, 4-0. Let's give them. Wake right. Forest, 4-0. Wake Forest, also 4-0. NC State, 3-1. and They run the table. Who knows? Well, let's just, like, <laughs> it's bad here. These are some elite programs. I mean, NC sure State are. is 3-1. and they absolutely dominate Clemson. I mean, NC State should have won this game in regulation, and they shanked the game-winning Let's field Let's not say they absolutely dominated. It went to OT. was a close game. I'm, I'm sorry. They dominated this game. Statistically, <laughs> everything about it. He NC State is not as good as Clemson. That's why it was close. NC State outgains Clemson 386 to 214. NC State, 31 first downs. Clemson had 10. Time of possession, NC State 42 minutes to Clemson's 18. Like I said, game should have been over in regulation if the kicker can make a kick. Clemson, DJ Ugalele. Good job. Maybe the worst quarterback in the history of Clemson. He had 111 okay. yards passing, two touchdowns. I think he had one touchdown coming in this game or something ridiculously low. He was also their leading rusher with 63 yards. Comparative to Devin Leary from NC State, who threw for 238 and four touchdowns. You can't get outshined by another quarterback, dude, when you're supposed to be one of the best quarterbacks in all of the NCAA. And Clemson's 36-game win streak versus unranked opponents just got snapped. I know we always talk about like how DJ isn't what we thought he was. And this drop-off from Trevor Lawrence to DJ, no one thought it was supposed to be as major as it has been. But my thing is, like, just look at Justin Ross and how much he has to be in the offense for them to have any chance in the game. DJ threw for 111 yards. 77 of them were Justin Ross. So 34 yards to the rest of the entire offense. That's I'm gonna go. Not good. I'm under the impression that DJ's not the issue. We saw DJ playing around a very, very, very talented team last year, and he was successful. Yeah, I understand that. But if you're going to be one of the best quarterbacks in college football, you need to be able to succeed with the team that's not great around you. Yeah, it's hey, not well, like NC State is like a. They weren't, even, they weren't ranked. They is it possible ranked. that he's just not one of the best quarterbacks in college football? I don't it's think fine. he is. No, that's what I'm saying is I don't think he is, but he should be. A huge piece in it is that their leading rusher on the season, Will Shipley, had a knee injury towards the end of the fourth quarter that will be putting him out possibly for the rest of the season. Goodbye, Clemson. Well, Clemson's season was done when this game went finalized. When you get two losses in college football, your season is over. Clemson yeah. has two losses. Their season is over. The fact that they are still ranked is asinine. Get my cats in there. The cats just had a huge win at South Carolina. Come on, sixteen to ten, they covered the spread. I don't and care if your name's Clemson. 20... You, if you're two and two, get the hell out of the top twenty-five. I agree. A I lot totally of people agree. are like saying even a team that... like Louisville, who is three and one. Louisville. Don't even say that word around me. It's the L word. A lot of people are saying that it's Dabo that's the problem. Is that the offense is oh. no longer supporting 
what his team does best. He said that this offense was built around what Trevor Lawrence does, and they're yeah. not building it around what DJ Ugilele can do. So if it's a Dabo thing, all of a sudden it's looking like something that could be possibly fixable rather than a roster issue. Let's be real. Dabo Sweeney is untouchable. I, yeah, I he agree. He is untouchable. He's oh, going absolutely. Dabo Sweeney, I'm not saying he is. Two and three since he ranked Ohio State number 11 last year. All right, that's not the issue. I, I read the thing about uh, Dabo, though, and it was talking about how Trevor looks really bad in the NFL game as of right now, but like it's not his fault. But how much worse does Dabo look? Have Dabo. How much worse does Dabo look in the college game without Trevor? I, I mean, they both. It don't. goes both ways, but it's just weird, like the connection that they've built, moving on from college to pro. Yeah, that's true. Arkansas. Crab also called this one in sign language. Crab mm-hmm. called Arkansas over. I'd Texas love to A&M. take a victory lap here, but nobody heard it because it wasn't it wasn't vocal. Exactly. Well, we saw it, and that's our fault. That's our fault. We were we were getting the hand signals down. It was our fault. Mm-hmm. So Arkansas in a neutral site game at AT and T Stadium takes down Texas A and M twenty to ten. Wes, what do we think about this? Uh, I was surprised honestly. I didn't think Arkansas was that good. I thought their Texas win was a fluke. Color me surprised. Arkansas played well. The one thing we said was the key to the game when we said it on our last episode, which no one got to hear, we said if Texas A&M can control the run game from Arkansas, they're going to win the game. That was our main key. Arkansas ran the ball 49 times for 197 yards and no touchdowns. So from what our keys were, Texas A&M did well. They slowed down the run game. That's all they had to do. Well, they didn't account for Arkansas's passing game. Trey Burks very well in the pass game. He caught six balls for 167 yards and a touchdown. God, the that, thing, one of them was a bomb, too. Yeah. It the thing money. that surprised me the most was Isaiah Spiller not even having that great of a game. He had one big rush for 67 yards, took for a touchdown. But the rest of them, 11 carries for 28 yards and no touchdowns. So he was my big factor. I said he needed to be good. He needed to be back in his Heisman form for them to win this game. He didn't look that good. Texas a and got beat 2010. Are we buying that Arkansas is a legit contender? Because I already compared them to... What year was it? Maybe 2017, 2018, Kentucky. Kentucky was undefeated. I think they won their yep. first eight games this season. Got all the way up into the top ten. How far did Arkansas move this week? to number eight. eight. Number eight. That's as high as Kentucky ever got. So, so Arkansas- my thing was with that, I'm going to say they're big tested this week. That's where I find out if they're legit whole- or not. Arkansas plus 18 and a half. Yeah. Georgia's getting a lot of respect. Well, Georgia did just kick the piss out of Vandy. Uh, they could have put up 100 points. Was, it, was it 35 nothing 62-0. 35-0. Yeah, it was crazy. The I saw that. key here is going to be how the defenses hold up. I mean, Arkansas is allowing 14.5 points per game. Georgia's allowing 5.8 points per game. That's that's two low numbers. I mean, Georgia's is incredibly low. Georgia might be the most elite defensive program. But, like, also, Vanderbilt, South Carolina, UAB – Clemson, yeah, but that offense still is yet to look good. So Okay, so answer me this question. How many points were scored in that Texas A&M and Arkansas game? 30. 30. You know how many points Notre Dame scored in the fourth quarter against Wisconsin? 30. 31. 31. That's unreal. Notre Dame, in a neutral site game at Soldier Field, defeats Wisconsin 41-13. to Like we said, 31 fourth quarter points. Notre Dame might be legit. I'm buying it. I don't it. know. I, I think so they are. But. We all predicted Notre Dame over Wisconsin in here. Notre Dame looks legit. Uh, was Crab on the fence about Wisconsin? I remember he said that he was going to be close. I said I didn't. I said I thought it was going to be close, and it was for majority of the game yeah. until Graham Mertz decided, oh, I don't want to win this game. Yeah. Really, Notre Dame turned it on number one in the whole Graham Mertz thing, but their offense got going once Jack Cohn went out and Chris Pine came in. And they were slinging the ball all over the place. I'm about to say, Cohn seemed like the issue. Yeah, actually removing the ball instead of just taking deep shots, they were 
Dinkin and Duncan, the run game looked mm. better. Play action was going. That guy, Chris Pine, might be the entrenched starter if Jack, especially if Jack Cohn is still injured. Are we sure his name's Chris Pine? Because Chris Pine is a famous actor. I'm not buying that his name's Chris Pine. Wonder I Woman. Mean, <laughs> but let's be honest. His name is actually Drew Pine. Ah, <laughs> I was damn. about to say, We're Chris. Hey, you know what? <laughs> same thing. It's the same thing. Hey, <laughs> let's just be real, though. That QB room of Pine Cone is pretty cool. Pine, that's good. Pine that's good. Cone. Respect. Okay. But the real story of this game is Notre Dame's offense scored 20 offensive points. Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame's defense, two pick sixes, there's 14. Four Notre interceptions. Dame, Notre Dame returns a kick for a touchdown. There's 21 points. Big time return. If Notre Dame can have special teams and defense that plays that well to keep their offense in the game because their offense isn't elite. Mm-hmm. It's just being completely honest. Yeah. Then I am completely buying them as a contender. I think to beat anything this year in college football, it's all just predicated off of defense. If your defense can hold you in games, your offense is going to be good enough to win. It doesn't really matter how, like, what playmakers you have there. That's been proven through every single game. So I think if their defense is as good as it looks right now, Notre Dame should be a contender. You know what their biggest test of the year is going to be? This week. It's coming up. The Cincinnati Bearcats are going to Notre Dame. Brian Kelly's old school. Luke Fickle looking to finally sneak into that college football playoff. I'm excited for this one. I am too. It's going to be really, really, really interesting because these are two teams. They both don't play. Well, one, Notre Dame doesn't play in a conference. And two, UC does not play in a Power 5 conference. So they both need help. Both teams are undefeated. Both teams, a win would look great on their resume to get them in. I'm fired up. Tim? If UC loses this game, they're practically done. Yeah. Notre Dame can come back because they have a fuck ton of ranked games towards the end of the year they probably might they might have the hardest schedule left in the entire country when it comes down to it they have a lot of big games down the stretch and they can at least win those to get back in the conversation where uc probably won't have another ranked game for the rest of the year speaking of hardest schedule though i mean i i gotta assume it's going to be something close to ohio state if we just look at the big 10 east right now you can't dispute that ohio state schedule isn't insane with what they got Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State, Rutgers this week. That's three hard games. Rutgers should be pretty tough in Piscataway, I believe it is, right? That's a beautiful that's name if that's where yeah, it is. I hope play. so. But no, but like that's a high state. A high state schedule is going to be hard just down the stretch. But until they get to the big, I'd say big three. I don't think it should be as hard. But I agree. Notre Dame plus catching everyone right off a of bye week is going to hurt too. Like they just caught Wisconsin off a of bye. They're going to catch Cincinnati off a of bye. It's going to be hard, man. It's going it to be is. hard. Honestly, with how the Big 12 and the ACC look right now, I would wager to say if Cincinnati wins this game and doesn't have any slip-ups, I mean, really their only competition after this game is SMU, which they get in Clifton. What would be like an honest... Like honest projection for Cincinnati, if they win this game, where do you think they go to? Because they're what right now? They'd nine? move up to. Or they're depending seven. On what, they're seven. So where do you think they go to? Depending they beat 12? on what, depending on what happens with the rest of the country, I'd say they are. So at top okay, five. so let's just start a scenario. They just gotta say, wait for other teams to lose. So, so that's scenario, what I'm saying. Scenario here: Cincinnati wins this game. They control their fate. They basically go undefeated. They will get in. They just have to wait to move up. They have to wait for like Alabama and Georgia to play each other SC championship. Um, Iowa, or Penn State. Iowa, Penn State to hit each other. Whoever's number six. Mm. So yeah. just scenario then. Say Cincinnati wins this game by 14. What do you think implication would be 
rank wise. They'll jump. They'll jump a team that has an off week this week. Okay. Maybe not. They'll lose, jump but they'll Oklahoma. Jump. Yeah. Do they they go, so you think they go to what six or five somewhere? Yeah, in that somewhere range? in that range. Okay. They won't go top. Well, four, just it's also dependent on the Arkansas Georgia game. That's if fair. Arkansas beats Georgia, Arkansas hopping okay, Cincinnati. Okay, but, but I'm thinking like more logical. I don't see Georgia losing anytime soon. So regardless, <laughs> I just think this is a but big still. week, and I think it's Cincinnati's chance to say, "Hey, let's fucking prove it." All right. Well, we got a little inside preview here. We got our first ever guest joining the show, bench press media athlete James Camden. As as mentioned before, I'm excited for this. James, good friend of mine, played high school football together. James over there playing football with the old Bearcats. We're going to get a little inside scoop what's going on in that locker room. I'm fired up. I'm going to call him right now. God, do I love that ring. He's ready to pick up. I can feel it. Oh, he's all over the phone. What up, James? Hell yeah. What's going on, Bennett? You know, it's just just me and the boys in the studio. Did we catch you after practice today? Yeah, right after practice. It's the perfect time. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Good, man. Tell me what's going on. In that, what's the vibe in that locker room, man? Biggest game for Cincinnati football since probably the 2010 Sugar Bowl. It's got to be fired up in there. Yeah, I mean, naturally, you know, we've had this game circled. So uh, starting from the top down, coaches, the veterans, the older guys, the intensity is just picked up. You know, we know what's at stake. We didn't need anything crazy, you know. We didn't walk in on Monday and need anything crazy hype speech. We we know what's at stake, so uh, and, uh, naturally, just the intensity that's up right now. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, tell me a little bit. So we've talked about it on the show before. Notre Dame, their schedule this year. They they're playing what West? What do we say? Seven teams I that have seven. Yeah. Seven teams that have a bye week before. How important do you think that bye week was for your team as far as getting healthy, preparation, stuff like that, or even just rest? Um, was that bye week before, like I said, the biggest game for your guys this season? Yeah, well, um, you know, the, the bye week was good for us in the sense where, you know, we're going to get, our, like you said, some rest. Obviously, we'll get our legs back under us, catch our breath a little bit after a big game against Indiana. And uh, so coming off that, like, I think, yeah, it's important. I don't think that it's any sort of edge or crazy factor that's going to be in this game. We, we know what we need to do. Like I said before, we uh, our game plan last week, you know, we just had three good practices. We didn't even start the Notre Dame game plan until this Sunday. We like to keep our, our weekly schedule. and um, But, yeah, I mean, that bye week, you, you definitely get a chance to catch your breath a little bit. And some guys get to go see their family, which I'm sure is great to, great to you know, throw us out of town, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I'm but, sure Betsy. I'm sure Betsy came on down to Clifton. Yeah, got that visit in on bye week. There we go. There we go. Hey, uh, I could be wrong here. Michael Mayer, first cousin, second cousin. Second cousin. Second That's cousin. Right. So we got a little fam. We got a little family rivalry here, family man. Family ties. <laughs> hey, That's right. so uh, Notre Dame. Were you watching that game this weekend? Yeah, you know I watched it. I did. Okay, so like I know you said that uh, preparation didn't start till Sunday. Um, were you watching the Wisconsin film? Because for me, I was watching that game live as well. It really looked like defense and special teams took over in that one, and I think that's part of the game that can get overlooked a lot. So um, what were you looking at as far as film sessions were concerned? Well, you know, game plans really are, well, they'll get set pretty early in the season, and then they'll change slightly to slightly just based on what you see week to week. So, I mean, our game, our game plan is pretty much set. It will change a little bit. And this, uh, just because of this new film, their newest film, with just the Wisconsin game, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, yeah, I, I definitely agreed on that uh, when I was watching the game. 
the defense definitely took over. That big uh, return touchdown, that can do a lot. We had one of those against Indiana. Yeah, for sure. Big momentum. And, uh, you know, special teams definitely can't get uh, overlooked. Yeah, Coach for sure. believes in it. We believe in it. It'll be a big part of this game for sure. Speaking on Coach Fickle. God, we love Coach yeah. Fick. We love, love Coach Fick Big Fick Coach Fickle, guys. Big he Coach Fick hands here. Give me your <laughs> hey, hey, before we get to this question, my favorite Coach Fick moment. Coach Fick did some TikTok trend where he did the he called his players, they answered, and then he said, Sorry, I'm gonna have to call you back real quick. That's my favorite Luke Fickle moment. It's a good trend. It is yeah, a good trend. A good one, I wanna know, as a player under Luke Fickle, give me your best Luke Fickle story. I mean, I've got a few. I don't know how many I should share. <laughs> I, can give you, I can give you one funny one. All right, uh, give me one. So, so Coach Fickle's birthday always lands during camp, like while we're out of camp, like t- right toward the end of camp. So, and we have this like special night during camp called skit night. Okay. And, you know, every each position group will have a little skit, and then like whoever's the funniest lands, whatever. Okay, so I know <laughs> you were singing. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So the the offensive line. They put on some tiger. Oh, oh boy! I mean, they're, they're almost naked. Michael <laughs> sitting in the middle. Everybody's going crazy. His face was red. I mean, it was it was definitely the funniest coach Fickle moment I had. Hey, well, let's just be real. From being in a high school football locker room, you can't underestimate those big boys' dance moves. The big boys no, get after it sometimes. You know, most people <laughs> always. They always think about wide receivers with the touchdown sellies, maybe some running backs or DBs. But, I mean, sometimes those big linemen get the truffle shuffle going. They can't be stopped. <laughs> get the truffle shuffle. Hey, so keeping on Luke Fick here, there's no doubt he's one of the best coaches in the country. He's turned your program, UC's football program, around completely in the past couple of years. And it seems like every single time a big-name job opens up, we're talking Penn State, Auburn, now – USC. It seems like his name always comes up, and he always just says, "I'm with this UC football program." Does he ever address that in the locker room when his name comes up, or is that something you just always know, and you guys as players know, Luke Fix not going anywhere? Yeah, well, I mean, we definitely feel good hearing about that and knowing that he wants to stay here. He wants to be here. You know, that loyalty goes a long way for players. The relationship between players and coaches. So we definitely love that. But um, no, I mean he doesn't. He doesn't address. He doesn't have to because we know. You know, he he likes what we have here. Mm-hmm. We're we're in the moment. You know, we're we're week to week here. But, yeah. Uh, and I could be wrong. Is, it, loves where he's at. is Coach Fick from Cincinnati? I know he coached at Ohio State first. Is he from Cincinnati? He's uh, from Columbus. From Columbus. Okay, I got you. So yeah. he's Ohio guy. Doesn't want to leave. And why would you? I mean. You guys on top of the world here. You win this weekend. You control your destiny. I'm going to swing over to my colleague Wes over here to my right. He's going to hit you with a question real quick. Let me swing you over here real quick. All right. How are we doing, James? Uh, I just want to know, what's it like to go against Cincinnati's highest-rated recruit, Evan Prater, in practice every day? Yeah, man. So uh, Evan Prater's a good friend of mine. That's funny you ask that. He's a good good buddy of mine. And, uh, you know, he's come a long way, and he's got a long way to go. But he works his butt off. Um, I'm a big Evan Prater fan, so we'll see what comes from him in the future. Sounds good. We're going to give you a recrob here for his question. Hey, what's up, James? Uh, How you doing, man? What's going on? All right, I got a question for you here. How is it going from your high school football down in Cincinnati to then making the jump to basically play in a, a high-level program, one that's gaining traction every year, and now you guys are a top-10 team with serious college football playoff hopes? 
Yeah, it's it was it's great, man. I'm I'm really blessed to be able to make that jump from my high school team up to college. Obviously, it's a huge jump, and uh, you know, I'd say the biggest difference between high school and college football is really just the speed of the game and, and the intensity and the physicality. It's every day. The work ethic is is different. It's every day, day in and day out. You bring the same juice. But um, I mean, I'm just blessed, man. I'm 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 happy to be here. Absolutely, man. Hey, James, I'm going to hit you with one final question here, if you don't mind this. Yeah, no problem. I saw a little Instagram picture the other day. You look a little beat. What, what are we benching now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm getting up to 300 here, 305. Yikes. Yeah, Wait, I can, how many plates is that? I can do that. <laughs> hey, actually, a little life update here. Uh, I've got a pulled hamstring and a pulled quad from slow pitch softball. So. I also have a pulled hamstring from slow pitch. <laughs> this guy can't stay off the injured reserve. <laughs> so the, boy, the boys are hurting a little bit. Hey, James, we appreciate you, man. We're going to be watching the game. We're fired up. We're rooting for the Cats, man. There's no way we Go don't cats, root Cats baby. in this one. You have a great rest of your day. Glad we got to talk thanks, to you, buddy. Man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Take Go it easy. Cats. Thank you, Go James. Cats, baby. Thanks, Peace. James. Clap it up. Peace. What a guy. Love him. God, that was electric. What a, what guy. a great first interview, man. That was awesome. James did a great job with the answers there, too. I feel like the boys had a little bit of chemistry here. Mm. A little shocked he benches 305 now because, you know, in high school, like I said, we played together. You know, James would rough me up in practice a little bit. We'd get after each other in the weight room. Um, iron all, sharpens iron. Exactly, man. I was always a little close to him, but uh, <laughs> not anymore, man. I think if you put 305 above me, I, uh, I may be on a one-way ticket to the ER. Yeah, I think a year and, let's say, couple months of uh college football compared to your year and a couple months of whatever whatever you do is well, a pretty well, big difference let's just be real we're probably on different diets you know fix probably got him on a little weight gainer oh i'm sure with, mass builder with protein he plays at a top 10 college fruits. football program my weight gainer is more like ramen noodles um a little bit of bread water pb and j's Oh, I'm not a jelly guy, no? man. No, bread on, water. You know that. What's bread water? I don't know. Tim, over to you. He yeah, I mean, it's it's. I mean, you could even say a podcaster is just as close to an athlete when it, in terms of physical performance. Because well, I'd like to see an athlete sit in a chair all day and talk. All right, that's that tough. It's I would tough. like to say not only is he a podcaster, but he is also an athlete. There is the duality here. He did get injured playing slow pitch softball. Yeah, it's not like I'm sitting on my ass getting injured. And that was ass hey, you know A-S-C. It's not Bennett pro- is <laughs> the Shohei Otani of Ohio University <laughs> slow pitch softball. You know what, though? He, he is on the bump, and he is at the plate. He plays a mean left field, too. I'll tell you that much. Man, yeah, what, mean though. left field got two balls rocketed right over his head hey, last hey, night. Back-to-back at bats. Listen, okay. listen, there's second base dropping everything. We got to get back on topic here. Back on topic here. We hit our college football recap. Wrapped it up with James there. We're going to preview more of that Cincinnati-Notre Dame game on Thursday, or I guess Friday's episode. Speaking of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We just want to go right into it. I was going to hit some overreactions <laughs> first, but I've got no issue going right into <laughs> I it. I figured you were getting excited. The Cincinnati Bengals, 24-10. to 10, Fuck the Steelers. F-U-C-C? F-U-C-C, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it, it was the most miserable weekend. God, nothing <laughs> was funnier to me than watching them throw it to Najee, Harris, Najee for like the 12th time in a row, down 24 to 7, and then going to commercial and just hearing, scoop, there, there it is. is, and watching Tim's face. Chocolate Aww. peanut butter cookie dough. French vanilla. Rocky, Rocky Road. Chocolate, Chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. <laughs> scoop, there it is. 
And then it's just like, chocolate. <laughs> and it's just him is just sitting there stewing because Big, Big Ben looks like he is uh, 500 if, I mean, pounds. If we want to talk about athletes. I'm not sure Big Ben falls <laughs> under that category anymore. Did we all see that video of him rolling outside the pocket? He falls My over favorite NFL steps. pass I think I've ever seen was the one picky through where he tri- straight into triple coverage oh, yeah. right into Logan and Wilson's we, arms. And we shit on Wes a lot for quarterback play. But, God, I think we got to focus more on Tim's quarterback play now. Tim, oh. would you like to address these yes. at all? Ben Roethlisberger is one of my favorite football players of all time. I have grown up watching him play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've grown up watching him win Super Bowls. He is washed. <laughs> like so a, washed. Like some dishes. I get right. respect. He is absolutely <laughs> Send washed. Send him to the CFL. I, it, AFL, if maybe? I was Kevin Colbert right now, I am on the phone to the Denver Broncos and saying, I will trade you a second or a third round pick. Give me Drew Locke. Let's just see what we got, because Drew Locke is probably better than any option in Pittsburgh right now. Do we? No. Uh, I, I mean, it was just absolutely horrible. It was maybe the worst experience of my life watching a football <laughs> game. See, I just... And I watched, going, the, I watched the <laughs> and I watched the Bengals with Ryan fucking Finley dominate the Steelers on Monday That's Night two Football. In a, two in a row for the and Bengals, yeah, man. I mean, that was bad. The I, Ryan Finley game was bad. Yeah, I mean, just sitting there watching it on fourth and fucking ten, just throwing a swing pass to Najee Harris for the 18th play in a row. Oh. I wanted to go full suey, <laughs> and it was just absolutely ridiculous. I think, I mean, the defense was not this honestly that bad. Button? Dude, I think I think I think we broke him. Najee might lead the NFL on receptions after that game. Holy uh, god, know, 19, 19 targets. I mean, well, I feel bad. I feel bad because every week we talk about how washed Big Ben is. It's almost ridiculous. He's got to start jerking off again. I don't Has mean to. to bring it up. I don't mean to bring it up every week. But like Big Ben's got to get his extracurriculars under control. He's got. He have... is putting on weight. If that's how he chooses to work out, by all means, give the man get his whatever he back. needs. I have never seen a man more in need of a serotonin boost. Well, not only that, I want to know what kind of diet he went on because it was the Big Ben diet during training camp. That's that why dude has the a dude came in looks months. like. His balls are dragging on the I mean, grass. I don't. That's what he tripped over on that yeah. rollout. <laughs> I mean, Big Ben. Let's. I mean, this was his. He never had a problem when he was walking into bars, going into bathroom stalls, and no. doing illegal activities. No, never, never. Alleged legal. Alleged activity. illegal activities. Hey, Cincinnati's first row win versus Pittsburgh since week oh, eight of 2015. Need a statistic for that one. Oh, had to get a statistic in there. <laughs> 2015. Listen, Zach Taylor gets his second road win. That's huge. The Bengals win 24 to 10. Bengals offensive line allows. Zero sacks. Breaks the Steelers' streak. Wild that it came against the Bengals, of all people. I know the Steelers' defensive line was depleted, but I don't care. Joe Burrow was moving in the pocket. He was calling audibles. QB draw looked great. He looked comfortable. The one, the one pick was forced a little bit, but once again, Jamar Chase balls out. Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the AFC North. Oh. <laughs> Well, Even I mean, there, there's Baker? only there's only three. Oh, hell yeah! Really? There's only three quarterbacks right. in the AFC North, yeah. so it's not stiff competition when Fair one enough. is Big Ben. It's, I'd, I'd say two and a half. I mean, Ben's maybe a quarterback. And then the anymore. best running. No, back Ben's in a quarterback. League. He's just a bad one. And then best hey, best running back in the league. Game winning drive set up Legatron. Um, here's what I'd like to say about the Bengals. You see how good the Bengals offense looked when Burrow's checking at the line and calling his own plays. I did see it. I'm a big Burrow check fan. Zach Taylor just needs fucking shelve his pride for a little bit and realize that the Bengals win games when he is not trying to take control over everything. Burrow in the offense looked good. No one can deny that. 
Their plan calling, their play calling is predictable. They don't have much game flow. They script everything. It's so obvious. Well, as predictable as it is, it seems that people can't catch on to the fact that Jamar Chase is gonna going to run deep. right down the sideline and he's going to run right by you. The, the story for this team the whole year has not been the offense. It's been the defense. The defense has looked so Logan goddamn Wilson's good. Hands. Logan Wilson is turning into an elite. Logan Wilson's hands. I mean, you're saying that Diggs is elite. Tall. We're going to get to We're that. We're going to get that. I think I may have to start saying that Logan Wilson is elite. He looked great on Sunday, and he's looked great so far this season. Tied for the NFL lead in interceptions as a middle linebacker at three. Granted, Big Ben just... Diggs. Uh, That's what I thought. Okay, keep going. Granted, Big Ben just lobbed him, too. Well, one was actually a really, really good play. The second one, he just kind of... Big Ben could have just handed it off. The one off fields week before, too, was a good play as well. He read that play like a book. Yeah, so Wilson looking really well. I'm really excited about this defense. Former Cowboy Chudabe Awuzie has looked phenomenal. Yeah, where was this when he was in Dallas? And the real issue, he even didn't even look that bad on Sunday. But the issue has been Eli Apple so far this year. He saw 16 targets in that game on Sunday. That's unreal. Well, Eli Apple wasn't forced to cover the line of scrimmage. And no. for the Steelers, if you're five yards downfield as a defensive back, the <laughs> ball's safe. not coming to you. You're you safe. are so safe against that It was Steelers very easy offense. to hide Eli Apple. But the moment that Trey Waynes comes back for this Bengals team is going to be an absolute turn-the-corner moment for the Bengals to really contend to sneak in that AFC playoff. Trey Waynes, Cheeto Bayouzier, and Mike Hilton – Oh my goodness, I'm excited. With Jesse Bates behind, Keanu Neal's going to get back. Von Bell's looked not, great. Not Keanu Neal. You no, made Ke- the same mistake yesterday. Oh, fuck. It's Ricardo Allen. It's Ricardo Allen. Damn it. Keanu Neal's on the Cowboys. F-U-C-C, just to clarify. Mm-hmm. I love the Mike Hilton move waving to oh, the fans. Mike that, was a, that was a good move. God, we shouldn't have gotten started talking about this game because I could talk forever. All God, right, I love right, the Bengals. All right, let's move off then. Let's, let's yes. go to potentially a little better quarterback play, but still not great. The Dolphins and the Raiders game was a barn burner. <laughs> I mean, well, Wes like, Minkie had to be like feeling a, great. Like a, like a doghouse burner. Who the fuck cared about that game? He's sitting to my uh, left. I, I did, actually. John Gruden cared about that game. John Gruden. I think it's fair to say right now. Let's just give Wes, let's just give him the stage. I want to hear his diatribe you, you about this game. You want Wes to go first? We yes. may never get it back. Hey, I'm well aware of my friend, but they're, they are sinking. Go ahead, Wes. Okay. Well, I have a lot to say, so I'm sorry. There's a lot of <laughs> hold stats. On, hold on, hold on, Wes. Hold on. Before you go, before you go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's see a time timer. He, dude, earlier today <laughs> in prep for the podcast, he was just typing away about the Dolphins. All right, here we go. That's all I Three, have. two, one. Okay, so quick stat to get this game over with. Las Vegas' first 3-0 start since 2002 when they went Ooh, to the Super Oh, French Bowl. vanilla, rocky road, chocolate, chocolate peanut, peanut butter cookie dough. dough. Scoop, there it is. Nice job. Okay. First start. <laughs> First three starts since 2 <laughs> They went to Super Bowl 37, lost to Tampa 48-21. So it's a big start for them. Miami's had more uh, starting offensive linemen since 2010 than any other team in the NFL. They've had 41 starters in the offensive line since 2010. Miami's offensive offense ranks 30th in points, 29th in yards, 29th in passing yards, 23rd in rushing yards, 28th in first downs, and 31st in yards per play only ahead of the Bears. So offense, we look, offensively, we look terrible. Uh, but I am happy about Miami's fight they showed in this game. Defense looked really good. Darren Waller got locked up by Byron Jones all day. So that was good to see that we have at least a bigger defender we can put on tight ends. Since that was our weak spot last year, we had no safeties to cover anybody. But overall, he had five targets, four, uh, or seven targets, five catches for 54 yards. So he had his game still. But the offense looked so bad. Brissett made so many bad reads. Our offense can't move the ball at all. Our offensive line looked better, but still not great. 
I don't know what to think anymore. We got the ball in, in uh, Gesicki and Waddle's hands, which is all you really ask for as Dolphins fans, since it's really what you want to see. Will Fuller wasn't really part of the game plan yet. He caught the two-point conversion. I mean, yeah, but that was late in the game. But I don't know. I mean, Miami doesn't look great to start with. I want Tua back now, so we'll see. I'm going to be completely honest. For that one minute and 32 seconds, I was just swiping on Tinder. Go, All, right. Go to- <laughs> All right. I'll take over then. I'll take over. Hey. Don't let me stop you. You can keep no, going. Ma- no matches, though, so I'm going to put my phone down. Okay. Well, hurt fair. Bit. And I know. I know it hurt. You'll get them next time. Thanks. All Thanks, right. Man. Go ahead. If I was 21, this could have potentially been the last leg of my parlay. Could have uh, been. Well, no, not the last leg. Would have been second leg if I was 21. I did like this game. You know, not the greatest start for the Raiders by uh, any means. Throwing a basically gifting a pick six. Then, you know. Just that was a great read by Lynn and Roberts. Well, and then also nobody tried to tackle him because that big boy was chugging down the field. 85 yards. <laughs> and then I thought when they fired the OC last year, the Dolphins offense would, you know, get a little better. It got I was worse. wrong. It got worse. Uh, like, in what scenario, and this could be Jacoby Brissett reading, but I'm a Jacoby Brissett truther, so in my mind, this is not a bad read. This is a simply bad play call. Why are we throwing screens in the end zone? So, And then when it comes to the end of the game, when you're trying to score, right, to tie the game, to send it to overtime, which was lucky that they even had the chance because Carlson shanked an extra point on the touchdown before that. Why, 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 why? Are you running wildcat on first and second down when Jacoby Brissett's only usage last year for the Colts was situations like that when they when they wanted to run rushing plays that he could potentially take the ball, tuck it, and run on short yardage? Yeah, they'd take Rivers out and throw Brissett in. And the Dolphins took Brissett out and threw nobody in. We're direct snapping. It's so obvious what's going to happen. I mean, so with the screen pass to Waddle in the end zone, that got a safety. That wasn't the the main read. That's what uh, George Studesville, the co-OC in Miami, said. Which I don't know if I believe because looking back, they had Gasicki open. You just Gasicki open in the uh, middle on a post. He was wide open. They had Will Fuller on a slant, wide open, and he went to his third read apparently from what Brian Flores said, which was Waddle on a screen pass, which was not open. He had a guy five yards off the line waiting for him. It was just a dumb play, and it just shows me that Brissett didn't want to. Like, he goes through his reads too quick. He doesn't let his routes progress. There's guys open. You just got to wait on the play. So, Wes, I know we had this little private conversation today. The Dolphins have two, which is more than most, two terrible OCs. Yeah, which, and, speaking for the listeners at home, Wes combined their names in his comment right there. It's Eric Studesville and George Godsey. Okay, so two Just ter- for the haters that want to direct their hate yes, to some people. Sorry. Two terrible OCs and a terrible offensive line. I'm not denying that two is the issue. Two is not the issue. Two is not the issue, I don't think. He is an issue, but it's more of an I don't issue. Think let me, let, 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 me, let me finish this right here. The playmaker is not an issue. But terrible OC, terrible offensive line equals... Terrible offense. I agree. And so I am damn, damn, damn worried about this Dolphins team. And I'm going to use this perfectly as my segue into our week three overreactions. Before we start recapping all the rest of the games here, my overreaction, I'm going to say it right now. Cincinnati Bengals win more games than, my, than the Miami Dolphins this year. Yeah, you almost wagered a $100 bet on this at, I will uh, do at it. lunch yesterday. I'll do it right now. We can do something other than money. Oh, boy. Crob and Tim. Get me in. Crob and Tim, do it right now. Come up with something for Wes and I. Dolphins 
versus Bengals, more wins. All right, Tim, let's brainstorm here. We got. Let's give each other. Let's give us two minutes to figure this out. Two, two okay. minutes. You're getting, while, you're getting thirty seconds. And while they're oh, thinking about this stuff, it's putting me on the clock. I want to go back to the whole Tua being the issue part. I haven't seen Tua with enough time in the pocket to make a read, and when he does, he looks good. But the thing is, too, I just read Forrest Lamp, I believe is his name, uh, mm-hmm. Chargers yep. offensive lineman. He just got his shot, his COVID shot, so he's now like cleared to play in the NFL. What do you like? Should Miami? I mean, obviously they should, but should Miami make up like a serious push for him? Because that's been one of the weakest spots in Miami's guards and tackles. Dieter's been our best offensive lineman all year, and he's been our center. So the middle is fine, but we need to work on the guards and tackles. Is Forrest Lamp a smart pickup? I hate this whispering. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I will announce the decision. Go ahead. All right, so we've decided for every game that Miami wins over Cincinnati, like no, 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 no. we're doing so. However many games the Dolphins or the Bengals lose, so let's say combined. No, no, no. No, no, This is for the loser only. Yeah, whichever team wins more games wins the bet. Correct. So let's say let's just say theoretically, Bengals go nine and eight. And the Dolphins, the Dolphins go, go seven and ten. Seven and ten. Okay. Wes would have to do ten shots of this something disgusting that Krav and I make in a blender, and he has to take a shot for each loss. Or maybe that I the just, Dolphins or maybe have. I just say, "Fuck it." Wes hate fucc, of course. That was terrible. Wes gave you thirty seconds. That's what you that came up. with. What did you want? What did you want? I don't know. Way better than that. I don't know. Maybe Wes and I can figure out. Something. I'll make Wes drink a cup of ketchup if the Dolphins oh, lose. That would kill right. him. Hey, Wes, Thank you. Let, Wes, tell me it's just, bad. Wes, we're going to be roommates again next year. Let's just do this. If the Bengals win more games than the Dolphins this year, you have to wear a Bengals jersey every single NFL Sunday next year. If the Dolphins win more games than the Bengals, I'll wear a Dolphins jersey every NFL Sunday next year. I'm, I'm down for that. Shake I my hand. I would not wear a Bengals jersey. That's disgusting. Orange. Shake my hand right now. Orange it can be confirmed. So, Tim, maybe take a picture of this for the socials. This is confirmed right here. Oh, lock it Golly, in. I hate the Bengals. Oh, I mean, man, I are the Bengals going to win some more games than the Dolphins? And if it goes for the tie, we go no blood. Fair enough. No blood. Okay. Tie, Locked rock, it. paper, scissors. So that's no, your overreaction. No <laughs> that's mine. Bengals will win more games than the Dolphins All right. this year. My overreaction is actually kind of fun this week. It's not boring. I'm going to go opposite of what I said. So I went 0-17. My overreaction is the Los Angeles Rams are going to go 17-0 and win the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Do you know what division they play in, dude? Tough division, but God, their their schedule coming up. The best defense in the league, and they have so far what has looked like the best offense in the league. They cannot be stopped. They walked all over the Buccaneers. They stopped the Buccaneers. What more could you ask? I wouldn't say they stopped them. They slowed them down. I mean, they basically allowed 17 without that late touchdown by, was it Gio Bernard, right? Without the late touchdown, I think it was Bernard. I don't know. All I know with that game, I mean, A, fun to watch as a Cooper mm -hmm. Cup fantasy owner. B... I mean, a tough game to watch if your name's Bennett Snyder, but in the future when you're 21 plus and you go take a nap at the end of the first quarter when it's 0-0 <laughs> and you wake up in, at the middle of the second quarter and it's like 35 to 24 yeah, and you're the, like, oh boy. The points got rolling there between the second and third quarter. I mean, you let you, you let Deshaun Jackson streak down the field and you expect that he's not going to score a touchdown there. Well, Haven't caught one of yeah. three. Because <laughs> Matt Stafford threw two bad balls, but I mean, the Bucks defense is getting hurt and hurt by the week. Richard Sherman came in today for a visit in Tampa Bay. I don't think the Rams will go 17-0. I don't think anyone will go 17-0, maybe ever. But the Rams are certainly the best team in football. I don't really think that's too much of an overreaction. Yes, I like it. I just think 
I don't know. I mean, I, I understand they play in a hard division. They got to play the Cardinals. Who That's are why one. it's an overreaction. Cardinals are three and zero right now, right? Yeah. So the Cardinals three and zero. Seahawks are one and two. Forty Niners are one and two. Two and one. Two and one. Two and one. Forty Niners two and one. So, I mean, I think the Seahawks might be the second best team in that division still. Like I honestly think that. Hey, I like so, your overreaction. I don't know, man. Crab, what are we thinking? Oh, mine's much more negative than Wes's. <laughs> Jeez. Um. <clears throat> Yep, mic check. You're good. Go the ahead. Kansas City Chiefs, who currently are last in the AFC West, may I add, are not going to make it out of the AFC this year. And not only that, they are not a dynasty. And everyone who thinks they're going to make like two or three Super Bowls out in the next five years, they may be lucky to make one. I see a foreseeable scenario in which Kansas City does not even win the AFC West. Golly, that's Green wave. A, I mean, that's awful big to say. I mean, let's it's think an overreaction. About it. Let's think about it. It is. It's a and Patrick ball. Mahomes' tenure in Kansas City, has any AFC West team even been remotely decent? First year, yes. The Chargers were decent with Phillip Rivers before his last year. Yeah, they you're were. right. But after that, no. He's basically had, at minimum, four cakewalk divisional games every year, right? And the offense has been so good that it's highlighted defensive issues. This year, the division looks really good to start. I mean, the Chargers just defeated the Chiefs. I mean, granted, I believe the game was in L.A. Mm. No. Nope. It was no, not. Okay. In Arrowhead. So even bigger that it was in Arrowhead. They struggled against the Ravens, obviously losing that game. And they struggled against the Browns, who if the Browns don't make as many mistakes as they did, Kansas City could be 0-3. Let's just be real. Raiders are going to slow down. Broncos are going to slow down. I think the I'm Raiders, not too sure the Raiders are slowing down. Broncos, I could I agree that the Broncos will slow down because of the schedule they face. I don't know if the Raiders will slow down. And the Chargers look pretty damn legit because the only game they lost is to the Cowboys on a game-winning, time-expiring 50-plus-yard field goal. I'm just going to say right now, before we preview the game on Friday's episode, Patrick Mahomes is going to remind you who the fuck he is on Sunday when he plays that Eagles defense. i got to be real honest, though, before we even get to that. I... I don't think the Raiders are that good. No, like, I don't. I don't I, like what, I think they beat they, the Dolphins, they, who were terrible. No, yeah. I'm saying like they like they escaped <laughs> that game in Miami. To be honest, they did. Fourth and two, Miami goes for it. They get it. They're on the 20 yard line of the Raiders with a first down and a chance to win at no T. Instead, yeah. they kick a field goal and give it back to Derek Carr. I'm sorry, I got so distracted. Krob just hit a little duck face selfie on. Did not hit a duck. <laughs> God, yes, it, it was disgu- hard duck oh, face. Yeah. It was disgusting. The most ducked duck face I've ever nope. seen. But I <laughs> mean, even Lamar Jackson and the Ravens showed that they that that Raiders defense isn't great. They're going to have to play Kansas City twice. Right. I mean, they're going to play and Herbert too. Yeah, they got to play <laughs> Herbert as well twice as well. I don't know how good that defense is. Do I think that the Raiders offense is probably going to be at a similar pace? Yes. I don't think they can win them that many games. They've gotten bailed by their offense twice now in yeah. overtime. They're 3-0 with two overtime wins. I yeah. and one of them Against yeah. a hurt, hurt Dolphins team. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> Raven, and a hurt, hurt Ravens defense. Yeah, exactly. Raven, Ravens had no business losing that game. When it when it comes down to it, the Chiefs are going to go as far as their defense lets them, and so far their defense has done absolutely nothing to take them anywhere. The offense can score 45 points a game, but if the defense can't stop anything, the, you can rush all over the Kansas City defense. If you have a remotely good running game, which I would say the Raiders have a pretty decent running game, the Broncos have been getting stuff going on the ground. You can hurt the Chiefs. Chiefs, honey bagger pick for defense player of the year. Not looking great for <laughs> Honey Tim bagger, right now. <laughs> not looking good. Tim, so let's go back to you then. What's your overreaction this week? My overreaction is that the Carolina Panthers will win a playoff game this year. Wow. 
They will. Will they win in week four? No, but they will win a playoff. <laughs> Interesting. I, I don't mind it. I, I think that... I don't either. The, I love the Panthers. Yeah. That, I, so you're assuming they're a wild card team, right? Yes. Okay. Wildcard sure. team I, who wins in wildcard weekend. Yes. That's going to be interesting because more than likely they're going to have to face um, an NFC West team, which we know is going to be difficult. But I definitely don't think it's out of the realm. I know they're, they're uh, corner. Not in the first round. They I would be say. facing a divisional winner, and I doubt they face I don't the think Rams. The, I don't think the West I think the Rams. Yeah. I think the Rams Oh, that is true. Seed. I'm wrong. They could, if it's the... It probably Realistically, the, they're playing the Bucks. I'm in my opinion, if they're getting in, because I think they get in at seven. Bucks, Packers. Bucks or Packers. I, I think they can win that game. I think their defense looks pretty solid, and honestly, Packers defense doesn't look good. I'm yeah. very and, intrigued to see the Panthers and the Buccaneers play, whenever the soon, whenever however soon they play. I'm very obvi- intrigued to and watch. Obviously, that game. CMC is hurt right now, but I really think that they prove that Chuba Hubbard can come in and they can plug him in, and he's going to do very well. Matt Rule and Joe Brady seem to have built a team that can win, just win football games. Yeah. And obviously, losing J.C. Horn is pretty big. Yeah, but then they just fleeced yeah, the Jaguars. Yeah, and then they get C.J. Henderson and basically get a top-level replacement. Yeah. And, and get Henderson, rid of Henderson Dan Arnold's look, bad contract. Henderson hasn't looked great so far in his young career, but, I mean, looking, well, into, look the fu- tape. <laughs> looking into the future, I mean, you have two top ten picks. Or was, Sen- was Henderson top ten? Uh, yeah, Henderson nine. was number nine. Yeah, so you're going to have two and top Jeremy ten. Jeremy Chin. Two top ten picks, Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns. That defense is young. Yeah, I mean, it looks like this Panthers team is setting up to be good for a while. And Sam Darnold looks great. Sam Darnold looks good. Terrace Marshall looks good. Sam Darnold wasn't the issue in New York. Imagine if Luke Keekley never retires. Carolina would be so. Thompson still looks good. Imagine if the Panthers don't cut or did they cut or trade Denzel Perriman right before the season? Imagine if they didn't cut him. He's looked great on the Raiders through three games. Regardless, I don't think that's too far of an overreaction. I like it. I do. I would love to see the Panthers make the playoffs. I think that'd be awesome to see. I think that'd be a hard matchup though, the Buccaneers versus the Panthers. Like you catch them I, twice in the regular season and then again in the honestly, postseason. Honestly, I that would suck. Well, that might play the Panthers' benefit because say they lose two games to the Buccaneers in the regular season, it's hard three to times. beat a team three yeah. times. That could definitely play to the Panthers' benefit. But any matchup that I think the Panthers would get in the playoffs is going to be a difficult one because I don't foresee them being a top wild card team with teams in the NFC West existing. They would probably be the seven seed, maybe the six seed, but you're probably playing. A combination of the Rams, the Bucks, or the Packers. I think at that the point. toughest part, though, is going to be that the NFC West are already losing games, not in division. Like in division, they're going to be close to splitting. Well, the Seahawks assume. defense may stop them from making the playoffs. The Packers lost, or the 49ers lost to Aaron Rodgers because they gave him 30 seconds. If the 49ers realize who the hell they're playing and they wait to score, they're three and zero. Cardinals are three and zero. Rams are three and zero. Let's stick with the Panthers here. Getting back to some of our recaps for the week. That was our first game of the week. Panthers versus Texans in Houston. This score doesn't really indicate how lopsided this game was. The Panthers absolutely dominated this game. Davis Mills didn't look... Big neck. Big neck Davis Mills did not play well. This Panthers defense dominated even with J.C. Horton going down. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold looked good. Two rushing touchdowns. Two rushing touchdowns. I believe they might have been the first two of his career. Christian McCaffrey goes down with a hamstring injury. He avoids IR. Thank you, Jesus. It's going to be interesting to see how long he's out. But regardless, DJ Moore just looks like he's going to be that guy in this offense. He's looked so good this year. I would assume. I I didn't like it because I was hopeful Robbie Anderson would get more of a role in this offense this year. And he hasn't, so I'm, that kind of sucks. But, I mean, DJ Moore's looked great so far. So. I'm taking such a victory lap on the DJ Moore being insane this year. I, if you are my friend or remotely have heard me talk about Which football not, at all, so. I Colleagues. have been on DJ Moore since his rookie season. Yeah. 
Yeah. I love DJ Moore. I think he is a very good wide receiver. He has a bright, bright future in this league, and he's proving right now his talent level. I was happy with the Panthers in this. We're, I think we're Panthers fans in this. I'd agree. Panthers walk away without CMC, but they walk away with a 3-0 now, start for the first time since 2015 when they went to the Super Bowl. And that's great that they were 3-0, and and it's great that DJ Moore has been on a tear to start season. They're going to have a bit of a down patch in week four. You know, They're going to struggle without CMC. Yeah, totally. They're going to face quite possibly one of the best cornerbacks in the NFC, DJ Moore. It's going to be a great Let's battle. Let's not get off topic, Carl. We'll get to your Cowboys. Shut up. We'll move on. We got Bills against the football team. God, do the Bills look like Blowout. the After a terrible week one performance, which I really just think Sean McDermott got outcoached by Mike Tomlin in that one. But ever since, ever since that game, I mean, the Bills have looked like the best team in football. They put up 35 in the Dolphins. Defense held them to zero. They put up 43 against the football team. Defense holds them to 21. This game also won, even though the Bills won by 22 points. I mean, if you were watching this game live, it looked like the Bills were going to win by 100. They looked that good. And the surprise factor in this one for me was the way Josh Allen was able to utilize Emmanuel Sanders stretching the field. <laughs> Josh Allen looked like finally in his career. Well, not finally because last year he looked great too. But he looked like a complete quarterback for the first time like in a long time, I feel like. I mean, I've been waiting for Emmanuel Sanders to have a coming out party. I thought he was going to have a great season last year in New Orleans. Obviously, with all the stuff that was going on with Drew Brees last year, that didn't happen. I was very excited to see he signed with the Bills. I thought that made the Bills serious, serious contenders to win the Super Bowl because it makes their offense that much more dynamic. We didn't see it through the first two weeks. We saw it on Sunday against what's touted as one of the best defenses in the league, which has not shown that ability. I feel like that front seven holds everything down, though. Like That, that secondary of Washington is not great at all. William and Jackson III has looked awful yeah. this year. And Josh Allen's the first player in Buffalo history with four passing touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, and no interceptions in, in the same game. Like, that blows me. That blows my mind. Because that blows you. Oh, that blows, that, oh, that blows West. You think about Dude, it. Family show. Think Sorry. about it because, uh, what's you. his name? Uh, help me out here. Spit Jim. Out. Jim. What's his name? Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. I figured he would have had four, four, plus, four passing touchdowns and no picks a long time ago, but I guess Well, he not. also got to throw in that rushing touchdown, too. That's true. Jim Kelly but wasn't, still, I mean, wasn't a mobile guy. Even Tom Brady gets a rushing touchdown here and there. Let's go to another lopsided one here. I don't even want to talk about it long for all. The Browns just absolutely pulled down the Bears' pants and spanked them. S- spanked them. I was going to go with more. Poor Justin Fields. I was going to uh, go with a more explicit <laughs> that's word, why but I'm glad I cut you stepped in, there. in with spanked. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm sorry, Get Justin. Matt Nagy out of there. He's got to go. He has got to go. This game plan looked terrible. Have you seen the video of Miles Garrett rushing the passer where it looked like he glitched actually in real life? It's the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. That move, if that's a legitimate move, is unblockable. I mean, they had to post post the video and say, disclaimer, I did not speed this up because it looks that insane. Justin Fields had six completed passes. The Browns sacked Justin Fields nine times. The Bears had one yard of net passing. Yeah. And we say this every year. 46 total rushing yards this 47 makes me, total net yards how bad the bears offense has looked this year makes me appreciate mitch Trubisky. i was always an anti-trubisky dude because he went to unc and i just didn't think that he was very good and it, the meme was always funny that he got picked before mahomes right but honestly with how good mahomes is would he have even succeeded in a maddening offense Mitch Trubisky took that team to the playoffs twice. Now, granted, they had a stellar defense. They still do have a really have a good defense. defense Khalil Mack was causing problems early in this game. But it doesn't matter if the offense can't do anything because it's stagnant. I've got two things. I've said it once. I've said it before. 
if you are going to be that fucking terrible of a team, why would you throw Justin Fields out there? It makes no sense to me. I know Bears fans want to see him, but after watching that, there ain't no way... If I was a Bear, Bears fan, I would want Justin Fields back out there. It just kills fucking his confidence. Th- fucking throw Nick Foles well, out there for all good I Good news. Matt Nagy said Nick Foles is in contention to play this week. Yeah. If I'm Nick Foles, oh, my hamstring just got real open, tight. I listen, don't know if I could play open this Open QB competition for week four. I don't, Fields should be nowhere near the field. And listen, the Browns, like I've said before, their running back duo is so goddamn good. It makes Baker Mayfield's life so easy I'm because having Odell back made it pretty damn easy. It too. looked good too because Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are untouchable. Let's move on. Sticking in the AFC North, there's only one thing we really need to talk about because this game sucks. But Legatron. but holy fucking shit! Legatron. I love Justin Tucker. 66 yard field goal. If I was a betting man, which I can't be, I would have said that this kick cashed me fifty dollars. If I was a betting man, which I am not, I cannot legally be. This kick would have cashed me sixty dollars. And huge, by God, kick. the reaction between me, you, and Tim when we saw that thing bounce out of the crossbar and go in, it was like a bomb went off. We were so excited. How did he make that 66 yards? That's an NFL record. Doink. Doinked it in. If I was in that Lions stadium as a Lions fan, I may have left the game in tears. Dude, just pay Calvin Johnson the million dollars. It's like it's almost like they don't want the curse to end. Oh, Motor God. City, Dan Campbell. The Lions did not play a bad game, dude. Granted, they wouldn't have been in the game if Hollywood Brown would have had some girlfriends in that stance. He could that catch is a, a football. That is a good point. But I can't believe I almost forgot DeAndre that. DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, they were basically dragging that team back in that game. That's another sneaky good running back duo that I think doesn't get a lot of credit because they play Williams, for the Lions. For sure. But, I mean, in a game where TJ Hawkinson was basically non-existent, they struggled to stop Lamar Jackson from running, and got bailed out by Hollywood dropping everything, the Lions looked decently good, and they just got screwed by right, the fact question. that Justin Tucker is insane. I got a question. Are the Ravens bad, or are the Lions good? Uh, well, the Lions definitely aren't the Ravens good, are so. The Ravens are not great. Like I said, look at the three teams the Ravens have played. We agree that the Raiders' defense has work to do, right? Mm-hmm. Chiefs' defense is utterly dog shit bad. against the run. They are the worst defense against the run in the NFL. And now the Lions, who have been gashed the first two weeks by the Niners and the Packers. And the Lions played a good game. I will give it to them. The Lions have played probably two and a half good games because they played a good first half against the Packers. We're not great in second half. But the Lions, they've competed. They just cannot figure it out. But the Ravens, like I said, with my week one overreaction, if the Steelers continued this track, it was wrong. But the Ravens are not trending in the right direction. No. Despite being two and one. Let's not take too much brain power on this one because that game just sucked another team surprising 0-3 start Indianapolis Colts lose on the road to Tennessee Titans Derrick Henry has his way in this one 28 carries 113 yards Derrick I mean, Henry's really really good I mean I guess Michael Pittman played fine that for was the Colts that was my but... lock of the week for the people who couldn't hear for the 21 plus people of America my lock of the week was Colt or Tennessee Titans minus four and a half and I think you made that assuming Wentz wasn't going to play and still I made that matter. assuming who the Hell behind center, I don't Two care. Brett Hundley, yeah. Sam Ellinger, Jacob Eason, Carson Wentz, I don't care. Yeah, Titans, after a very disappointing week one, they get two straight wins with a very good win against the Seahawks. They've got the Jets next week. Titans are going to get rolling. Yeah, Colts 0 3 is not great, but they have the ultimate get back game next no, week. No, they don't. No, they don't. Okay, it's... listen, we're going to talk about they play the Dolphins next week. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be close. Derrick Henry through three games has 353 rushing yards, which is tied for the most through three weeks in team history, and I'm pretty sure he tied himself. 
Well, there That's you go. Insane. I mean, it's either him, CJ Chuk, or yeah. Eddie George. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, good company all the way around. Titans take that one 25-16. to 16. A game we've already talked about a little bit. Chargers beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead 30-24 to 24, in a game where I truly thought the Chargers were going to blow it. You look, I was hoping so. You I look down lie. the stretch in that game. It's tied up. It's fourth and what? Maybe two? Fourth and four? I don't know. Whatever it was. It was fourth it was, and four because it came to a fourth and nine. It was about to be a 50-some yard field goal. The Chargers kicker stinks. I don't know who it is. He stinks. He's uh, fresh out the practice squad. He I, stinks. I can't think of his name, but so, he does, and I've been on this show. So let's just recap a little bit. The Chargers elect to go for it on fourth and four. They get a five-yard penalty. They move back to fourth and nine, and they still go for it because they can't kick a field goal that long. They get it, and eventually Mike Williams finds the fucking end zone. He is playing unreal. Mike Williams clearly, I don't want to say it, but he's been the best receiver in football this year. And mm-hmm. and coming into this year, people Cooper did. Cup. Cup, it's Cup and Williams. Yeah, Cup okay. and Williams. Have I was been, say, I Cooper forgot Cup about has Cup. been on another planet. Cup right and now. Williams have been the two best receivers in football, and that's. I, mean, I wouldn't disagree. And coming into this year, Mike Williams wasn't even thought to be the best receiver on his own team. And I still oh, don't think he is. He's probably still not. He's been playing well enough, but he's been playing so. I don't think anyone's happier to see Mike Williams succeed than this room. Yeah, like I know I'm a big time. I loved Mike Williams in college. He is a top ten pick for a reason, and he just wasn't able to stay healthy enough to show it. And I'm really happy that he's doing it right now. Justin Herbert is that dude. He proved it this weekend. Mahomes didn't believe it. I bet he believes it now. Anything on this game, Wes? I mean, uh, I don't know. I wanted the Chiefs to lose this game, not even for like my own like gain. I just want to see the Chiefs win. Like they're fun to watch when they win. You just said that you wanted to see the Chiefs. Lose. I, mean, I want to see the Chargers lose. I meant sorry. I wanted to see the Chiefs win just because, like, I don't know. Football's right when the Chiefs. Because you're you're a homer. Got it. I mean, not even. But Kansas City loses their second straight game for the first time since Week Five and Six, 2019. And Mahomes throws two more picks in this one. Yes. Up in one was not his fault. It's yeah, not it September Mahomes anymore. Yeah. He that made one a, over he made a, Kelsey was bad. He made a beautiful no-look play, and whatever bum that was just called up off the practice squad or waivers or whatever who hit it right in the hands and gave Asante Samuel a beautiful interception. Second of the year. Um, that was not Mahomes' fault. That was going to be a highlight play if it was anybody but that guy who he threw it to. Okay, we're going to try something new here. We're going to go three games in a row, and we're going to give – one-word responses on what we thought about these games. Oh, I like this. This is just right off the top of my head. Falcons, Giants, Wes. Coup. Oh, young way coup. Game is. winner. Go Some ahead. Some of these I need like two no, or three words. Shut up. One, one word. word. One word. Dimes. Oh, he sucks. Dan. All right. Dan Dimes sucks. Fran, he's playing well right now. Stop. Go ahead, Tim. Boring. <laughs> Good one. Good boring. Job, if boring was the word I was looking for... <laughs> I'll just say... If you're a game that's barely on red zone, who cares? Just say Young yeah. Way. Young Way. It's no, more. I'm going to go with Pitts. Kyle okay. Pitts has looked really disappointing this year. He has. He's I, been invisible. Yeah, I mean, that bad whole pick. Falcons bad offense... Looks, that whole Falcons offense looks bad. Think, Arthur Smith has not gotten it I don't really think it's Pitts' fault. I think... I mean, Cornell Patterson gets so 15 how much, yards. So how play. much of Arthur Smith was covered up by Derrick Henry? A lot. <laughs> Next game. Or even Tano. Next game. True. Wes, Cardinals-Jaguars. Kyler. He didn't even play well. No, Still he didn't. Kyler. No. Bad answer. Krob. I'm cheating. Gus Johnson. Well, could have just said Gus and then explained Gus Johnson. Gus Johnson, yeah, was electric that was on the awesome. call. Tim. Kick six. That's, That's a hyphenated. That's <laughs> hyphenated. <laughs> it's still cheating. I'm just going to go disappointing in this one. Oh, I, mean, I should have said T-Law. 
My bad. Now, disappointing. The Cardinals should have came out here and absolutely dominated. They let the Jacks play way too close. They closed at, out late in the second half, playing great. But, I mean, overall disappointing performance from the Cardinals. A.J. Green, 100-plus yards. He Cardinals go. first. Yeah, go A.J. Green. Green may Cardinals have some left first, in the tank. Yeah. Cardinals first 3-0 start since 2015 when they lost in the conference championship. Carson Palmer. We'll Golly, see. We'll man. see how far this Cardinals team goes. Jets, Broncos, Wes. I can't. Yeah, this game sucked. Go ahead. Come on. <laughs> bust. Bust. Oh, you're... Zach Wilson. Wow. Major bust. All right. Crab. Danger. He lives his life in peril. That line can't stop anybody. He's running out of the pocket every play for his life. It's no wonder he throws picks. Tim. Patrick. Yeah. Uh, Tim Patrick. Hell of, it, hell of an underrated receiver. Tim. Tim, Tim Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. And especially now with KJ Hamler going down as well with Judy out. Tim Patrick can be more and more. Yeah. Hell of an Teddy underrated Bridgewater receiver. loves throwing the football to him. When so did Cor- Drew Locke. When is Cortland Sutton getting involved? Cortland Sutton had a great game. Right, the Drew, week before, he got so. involved. Yeah. yeah. He had 160 yards. I mean, the Broncos were just running the football all game because. Cause, I mean, well, because Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams could. Yeah. Bennett, what's your one word? You ready? Mm-hmm. Butter. Oh. You know why it's butter? Butter. Because it seems like every single one of these Jets receivers has got butter on their hands. Yeah, I mean, how many do. tipped picks has poor Zach Wilson thrown? Oh, a lot. I would, not, I would argue at least half. I'm not ready to call him a bust, bust but, I mean, he's got to oh, get some. People forget Bob Sala came out at the beginning of the year and was like, yeah, we're going to suck. Yeah. Um, I know Wes is a stat guy, but interesting stat of the day hey, from me. There we go. Last rookie quarterback to throw seven interceptions through first three starts besides Wilson and T-Law, who have both done it. Any guesses? It's Peyton Manning. Oh, it's not Peyton Manning. Any I'm guesses? Guess, uh, I told you you can't answer. Wait, did you? Yeah, I told you I the other day. You unless you remember. That. Okay, guess. I don't remember. Uh, I don't even know. Tim, any guess? Uh, luck? Deshaun Kaiser, Browns 0 oh, 16 season. Oh, God. Oh, God. Browns I thought you were going to say a good quarterback. No, it was Deshaun Kaiser. I do remember that now. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about a game. We don't need to talk about it long. Wes's. Divisional foe, the New England Patriots, <sighs> just get dominated by the Saints here. Saints defense decided to, to come back again. Mac yeah, Jones did not good. look great at all. The Saints defense looked elite. Jameis didn't do anything special. Jimmy Winston. But, oh, shut up. It was good to see Alvin Kamara finally get a workhorse role. He carries the ball 24 times in this game. That's got to be the most he's seen in maybe ever in his career. This game for the Saints, it feels like a fake like, it feels like a false stat line, right? I don't think the Saints look great. Jimbo Crableg still made some questionable throws. That throw to Callaway, that Callaway made an amazing catch on, that was an awful decision for yeah. Jameis to throw that. Awful. He there got bailed a, out. There was a defensive flag on that play, though, I believe. So either way, it was a free play. Okay. Jimmy well, Winston regardless, doesn't look like He's had a couple yet. where he's basically getting thrown down to the ground, and instead of trying to just throw it away, he's, like, throwing it up high in the air and just letting it come down. And if that keeps happening... I'm afraid for the Saints team that it will go as far as the defense takes them. He's That's, trying that Russell Russell Wilson sky ball. Yeah. Speaking of Russell Wilson. God, oh, does he hold, play? On, hold on. I have a cool stat for this oh. game. It's New Orleans' first win <laughs> in New England since week 14 of 1995. Why is that cool? Yeah, well, I don't like, know, that's just a long time ago. I mean, they don't, they don't play a lot. Yeah, that's just cool, they, though. Just shut they, your mouth. They play that was every cool. four years, and they switch off who gets to be at home. <laughs> so that's cool, bro. 1995. Like we said, we appreciate the statistic. Were you God born damn it. 1995, work, Tim? Work, no. no, you weren't. We're gonna have to start looking at these stats. Like I said before, proofreading. No, I might need. Yeah, no. producer Tim might have to go through. Okay, we've already touched read. on the Dolphins Raiders. Already touched on Bucks Rams. 
So we're going to Russell Wilson and the Go Seahawks Hawks. losing on the road against the Vikings. Both teams are now one and two to start the season. Which team do we believe in more? But two NFC teams. Who do we believe in more, Seahawks or Vikings? Seahawks. I the Vikings just aren't good, and they had no Dalvin Cook, which scares me a little with the Seahawks because how do you stop a team whose offense mainly runs through Dalvin Cook and in the hands of Kirk Cousins? But that's beyond the point. So I'm gonna go Seahawks for now. I'm going Vikings. The Seahawks cannot stop anybody on the ground. They Kirk Cousins gashed him in the air. The Vikings play in the NFC North, and I haven't seen anything inspiring from the Lions or the Bears so far. And the Vikings are simply, if Kirk Cousins is going to play at this level of football, the Vikings are too talented on offense to lose a lot of games. The Seahawks have so much working against them. They have an awful defense. They have a questionable Russell Wilson in the second half of the season. He's great in the first half. And they also play in the NFC West, which is a gauntlet. And they're already 1-2. and two. They're facing an immense amount of adversity, and they need to figure it out or they're going to be trapped. I like the Seattle Seahawks. I think that, I mean, they have, out of these two teams, they have the best player on the football field, and that's Bobby Wagner. And obviously he's a middle linebacker and he doesn't make that, but I also think they have the second best player in Russell Wilson. They're going to, I think they have a lot more in place coaching staff and talent-wise to right the ship. I agree. I'm going to agree with Krob here. I'm a Minnesota Vikings okay, fan two, two here. Split. Even though the they, Vikings are one and two with a three point overtime loss to the Bengals and a loss to the Cardinals on a Greg Joseph Shank as time expired. Yes. They've yet to be embarrassed or simply outplayed on the football field. They've been in every single game, which is part of the reason why. And Kirk Cousins showed a ton to me. That last throw he made took some balls. The KJ Osborne third oh down God. as he's getting it took tackled. some balls. And I'm a Kirk Cousins believer. So they play in the worst division advantage they mm. have the way better running game advantage they have the better defense advantage better line probably honestly oh definitely better o- i know they're all no, line stinks but listen arguably a more complete get, set of skill positions they get four games against the lions and bears i'm writing that down as four wins already i think the bears game so is listen, harder than we imagined no, it to be the bears are of, worse than the lions but because of that defensive line no, the Bears are worse than the Lions. It doesn't matter. That's I'm, the Vikings defense isn't bad, and I mean the Bears offense. So is I'm giving horrible. four wins right there to the Vikings. That would put them at five. If they can find a way to win four other games this year, which I'm sure they have some cupcake games Steelers. in the schedule somewhere. If they can find a way to win, <laughs> sorry, Tim. If, they, sorry, Tim. if they can find a way to win four other games on their schedule, that puts them at nine wins. I think that's enough to sneak into the wild card in the NFC. Nine and eight, you think? Good ten. I, I think so. Nine and eight. Vikings go nine I don't and know, eight. Do you want to talk about those oh. two NFC West teams? <laughs> oh, never mind. I'm looking at that schedule. I don't know if they can win four. I don't know if they can win two other games. That no is cupcakes. a gauntlet of a schedule. Gauntlet of schedule. Browns, Lions, Panthers, Cowboys, Ravens, Chargers, Packers, Niners, Lions, Steelers, Bears, Rams, Packers, Bears. That is a difficult... Okay, so they're, gonna go okay, so they're, they're maybe not going to win a lot of games, but the Seahawks aren't either. I'm still rolling with the Vikings. Uh, Russell Wilson's first career loss to Minnesota. He was previously 7-0, and including the playoffs. Okay, that one was kind of cool. That wasn't a snoozer. All right, Sunday Night Football. If I was a betting man, I would say that this Mason Crosby game winner cashed me to a grand total of $244. But clearly it didn't happen. I'm just, I'm just being hypothetical. Pure speculation. If yes. I was a gambling man, I'm not. It would have cashed me to a total of 138. That Crosby kick, another boomer. 
to win a game. Too much time. Too much time on that clock. If there's any clock. second left on the clock, Aaron Rodgers is taking it and he's winning the game. And I can't. I was watching that whole entire game. How Devontae Adams was playing fine that game. I mean, he definitely wasn't having his greatest he game. Resurrected he from the dead. How in the fuck do you change your defense so much to where he just gets sixty straight receiving yards and you get in field goal range? It made no sense to me. I get well, playing prevent and not giving up a touchdown. But by golly, make someone other than Devontae Adams beat you. Well, Devontae Adams also made a bad decision, too. He tried to cut it outside mm-hmm. he to gotten get five, to the outside. He could have gotten extra yards. How can you not be romantic about football? That's true. How can it's you almost not like the, the 49ers were trying to get Aaron Rodgers this offseason. How did they forget who the quarterback they were playing against? God, my the reaction to people said all this offseason, Rodgers isn't into it. He doesn't care about the Packers. Is that like three fist pumps in a row on the sideline, jumping up and down? Come on. There were there were Packers fans in the sta- in the stands of the stadium taking videos saying, You why are you celebrating, you dumb efforts? This is we're oh, winning the family game. Family show. Good job, Crab. It's so funny because you just mentioned it, Crab. The 49ers were Rodgers' top landing spot this offseason. So now the media is saying that. I'm actually kind of happy because we finally are getting away from the fucking, ooh, what if the 49ers drafted Aaron Rodgers instead of Alex Smith thing? It's always something with Rog and the 49ers just because he's from he's Cali. Butte. He's a Butte, California guy. But you know <sighs> what, tell you though? what, he looked like. I'll, this is a quote from Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder texted me right after that game. Give you know, it to he me. said, Bill Snyder said, he goes, Man, it looks like Aaron Rodgers aged about seven years and two months, but by golly, can he throw a pretty football? Well, speaking of how he's aging, hair, did you hear? It's for a Halloween costume. Yeah. So it may it may be it so, may be gone so in November. A, we don't so know. So he's a simp. Yes. Would you not be a simp for Shailene Woodley? She's not that hot. Movie star, my friend. Not Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback of all time. We'll see. We will see. I believe I'm that. I'm going to say it. The way he's played the past two weeks is just a big Eli Manning Monday Night Football double bird to his haters after week one. And it's beautiful to see. Well, like you just said, they're a little Monday Night Football. If I was a gambling man. <laughs> also, <laughs> if I was a gambling man. Also, if I was a gambling man. I would say. I am not a gambling man. I would say. Well, none of us are. Okay. That's why I would yeah. say that the Cowboys covering three and a half points alternate spread and the over 44 and a half alternate, alternate. over. Cash me to a grand total of $298. Fuck you, bookie. But once again, I am not a gambling man. <laughs> it's pure speculation. Pure speculation. Casey Diamond, you're fine. But he's... Oh, God. I probably... I'm, <laughs> that's a made-up name. But it sounds kind of made up. There's no way he listens. I'm going to be honest. If I was a gambling man who also dabbled into the same lines that Bennett enjoyed, I would have cashed out at a grand total of $188. Not as spectacular, but still... Nonetheless, a solid, solid payment. French vanilla, Rocky Rocky Road, Road, chocolate chocolate peanut peanut butter cookie dough. dough. Scoop, there it is. Nothing was better to me last night than when I'm laying in bed enjoying the fact that the Cowboys dismantled the Eagles on Monday Night Football than when Tim Conway's one of his best bets of the week, potentially. Tim Conway won some He was all over the over. Watching him open my door, walk into the room and go... Let's go! Because he finally won a bet that, he, that he actually couldn't place down because he's not 21. But let's, let's clap it up for Is Tim. Tim Conway back? He might be back. Is he back? He might be back. We hit on Tim a lot. His picks normally are very, very terrible. But the kid did well. We're proud of him. Dr. Freeze. Dr. Freeze might be a little hot. Maybe. M- might be a little the hot. The haters would just be sick. We're going to see. Cowboys win that sick. one easy. easy. Elite! 
He looks elite. I'm going to agree with picks, you. Pick Trayvon six. Diggs. Trayvon Diggs looks Woo! elite. And some of the pass breakups he had last night were almost prettier plays yeah, than my the Jaylen, interception. My Jalen Hurts overreaction. Whew, hey. Not great. Hey. Sorry, Max Meyer. Don't was, feel bad about it. I was it. just about to say, Max Meyer, I'm sorry. Jalen Hurts is so bad. Don't feel bad about it. Screw Nick Sirianni. He pisses me off. I don't know why. The Cowboys just... I'd I feel happy. great about where we are right now. I'd be now. happy if I got to play that team two times a year. I feel beautiful about and where we are right now. That's how I feel about the Steelers. We are a banged up yeah. defense, and the defense blows my mind Come every on. week. Dude, not cool. Tim, was there something you want to say about this game? <laughs> Roll Dak, baby. He was Dak was in the damn end zone. Dak was in the damn oh end my zone. God. Oh, yeah. my. No, not even that. Special shout-out, friend of the show, Brendan Schoening. Thank Jesus Christ that Zeke was down at the half-yard line because if he wasn't, I would have completed one of the most insane comebacks in fantasy football maybe of all time. And we know our listeners care nothing, care about nothing more than your fantasy game. So As they should. As they should. Let's roll into Thursday Night Football. My Cincinnati Bengals, I will be at this game. Boots Tim Conway will be at this game. Boots on the ground. Right after we get out the studio on Thursday, we're going to be heading there. I mean... I love my Bengals. I love how they've been playing. My God, opening up as seven and a half point favorites against the Jags. How do we feel about this? Seven and a half points. I think uh, seven and a half against the Jags, right? I think yeah, everyone here think is in agreement. Lock. I still think it's scary because the it Bengals does. in the last couple of years have not been a reliable football team. They just haven't. And week to, and especially like week to week, they'd look really good one week. Like I remember Zach Taylor's first game against the Seahawks. They played great and they barely lost. The next week they looked horrible. So that was the John Ross game yeah. against the Seahawks. John yes. Ross went crazy that game. Yeah. yeah, and everyone's like, "Wow, he looked like a great play caller." Since then, not so much. I really don't know how they're going to come out, but I still think the Bengals are a much better football team, and honestly, they're better coached than Urban Meyer oh. and the I Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think that's too far out there. No, it's not. Well, a big thing I think for this Thursday night, the Bengals are going to be playing in Cincinnati, haven't been back since the emotional week one win against the Vikings. They just dismantled the Steelers at Heinz Field. That place is going to be rocking on Thursday night. I hope you boys have a great time. I honestly think that Cincinnati is just going to utterly dominate from start to finish. The Jaguars haven't shown any reason why that won't happen. I hope so. The biggest thing for me in this, I'm just comparing this to the Jaguars last game against the Cardinals. We're all so high on the Cardinals. I look at this Bengals team. One, I think the Bengals have a much better defense than the Cardinals. Absolutely. Even though Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt have looked good. Oh, no. It's, it's not even a question. They will million percent I think the Bengals have a better defense. Even with Trey Wayne still out, he might play this week. He's questionable, but who knows? Need T. Higgins to play just for the offense to be at full strength. They also have a much better run game with their running back than the Cardinals do. Joe Mixon and this offensive line have looked great, and that's the reason Joe Burrow has so much time. Like we said earlier, the offensive line allowed zero sacks last week against the Steelers I don't see any edge rusher really on this Jaguars team besides Josh Allen who worries me too much and the best part about this Bengals offensive line is our tackles are our two best player two best offensive linemen Riley Reef and Jonah Williams so it's going to be interesting Jackson Carmen looked great in his debut at right guard I think that Bengals going to win this one too god seven and a half just fucking scares me for some reason I just see so many Evan McPherson field goals in this one my score prediction is going to be 27-20. Bengals win. That was a weird noise. I was contemplating. So they don't cover. I'm not going to take – seven I, and a half is a lot for a team like the Bengals. I think 27-20 is a realistic number. I like Bengals 
Jags twenty four. I think the <laughs> holy over. I the thing. I think that Timmy the, overs. Yeah, I think that the uh, Jags are going to get a couple late touchdowns because honestly, I think the the Bengals are going to run up the score early. They don't even have C.J. Henderson anymore. I don't know no. who, who the hell's guarding Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. Um, we got Shaquem Griffin Shakri- out there. Shaquille. No, okay, Shaquille. Cool. Yeah, Shaquille. Yeah. Shaquille's, yeah, Shaquille's, the, Shaquille's one. Yeah. the good guy. Shaquille's the linebacker. Shaquille is good the, guy. the corner. Very fair. And Ex-Dolphin. Ex-Dolphin oh practice God. squad. And I think that they're probably going to run it up. And I think Trevor Lawrence is going to get a lot of valuable playing time down the stretch against some more backup-ish players from the Bengals. And you got maybe, Bengals putting backups in, man. I, love, I mean, I it's, it's, the, it's, big the, Joe it's the goddamn Jaguars. Hey, so you're thinking Jamar Chase's touchdown streak continues in this one? I do. Until Money. somebody can learn how to guard him on a fucking go route down the sideline. Crab, what do you think in this one? I kind of agree with Tim here. I got Bengals 34, uh, Jags 24. I think the Bengals get out early, flex their muscles. I do think we get a couple McPherson bombs. I think that, like I said, like Tim said. Trevor Lawrence is going to get some ability at the end of the game to see the game slow down a little bit, I think. Sorry, I I took a weird breath. (laughs) I think he's going to – he's struggling with the change of pace from college to the NFL. I think being down a bunch, they'll be able to get the offense humming a little bit, get some late scores, make the game appear closer than it really was. I think the Bengals absolutely roll on Thursday night. I think you're scared about the spread for no reason. I think the Jaguars are the – the worst team in football, in my honest opinion. Bengals will have no issue in this game. I want to see Burrow get a lot more involved in the offense, I would say. I mean, I know he's played well so far, well enough to win, but I want to see him really get going. I got Bengals 31, Jaguars 17. I think it's an easy two-point or uh, two-touchdown two touchdown win. I think the Bengals look really good, and I think it's a lot of uh, three and one. That's That's a lot of hype for the Bengals to have early in the season. My thing with Joe Burrow, you said you want to see him get more involved. I hate the Joe Burrow-Justin Herbert comparison just because I think they are such different players. In college, it didn't look that way because Joe Burrow was able to just spread it out as much as he wanted to because well, LSU was that good. Had Joe, one of maybe the best offenses of all time. It's also two completely different offenses. Two too. completely different offenses. Joe Burrow's not being asked to be Justin Herbert right. in this one. He's finally hitting deep balls, which I'm happy about. Because he did not throw the deep ball well in his first year. That was his one downfall. So he's connecting with Jamar Chase. He's got more time in the pocket. He's getting more comfortable. His knee injury was gruesome. Let's Mm -hmm. not forget about that. Yeah. He's going to get more comfortable. The fact that he checked to a QB draw against the Steelers in Heinz Field took some balls. And I know there was a holding play on or a holding call on it, but that escape from the one possible sack the Steelers could have had was insane. I think we all know what play we're talking about. I mean, he juked out like three Steelers defensive linemen he looked at. So I'm not worried about Joe Burrow. I think what kind of what you mean by getting him more involved is maybe just some more pass attempts. Right. I don't see this being the game for it just because yeah. we've been Low saying I, we think that the Bengals yeah. are going to roll in this because I actually see a huge Joe Mixon game in this He one. only has 75 pass attempts comparative to Trevor Lawrence, who has 118. Yeah. yeah. Um, question. It says Riley Reef is questionable to play this week. Is that any he, sort of concern so, at all? So he left with a right ankle injury, I believe. Um, you know, like I said, Josh Allen could have a bigger game if Reef is out, but I think the Bengals will do a good job. Who can I think his name is Don, Deontay Smith came in and covered a uh, six rounder out of Eastern Carolina University, I believe. So Regardless, the Steelers didn't do anything. I think the Bengals offensive line is fine. If Reef is out, they'll game plan around it for sure. Um, 
but I don't think that's going to impact the game too much. I just want to see I you allude to what I was trying to say I think with Joe Burrow. I want to see him be able to have an LSU type of type of game feel to him, yeah, cuz I don't know. I just feel like I haven't seen that yet. Like I guess he's been there statistically with the deep balls to Chase, but other than Chase, I feel like it hasn't really been there. I want to see T Higgins just get going, you know what I mean? Yeah. I haven't felt it yet. Circling back to the spread just for a quick minute, Jags 0-3 and also 0-3 ATS. Against spreads. And I think almost every game they've had has been like 7.5 points. Yeah. Well, let's just say it. That about does it for this episode. We promised the best episode yet. We may have done it. We did this episode in vocal words. We did. Longest step up. This was not in sign language. Positive. We definitely promised a longer episode. Delivered. It got delivered. James Camden, electric interview. Let's cop it up one more time for James. Thank you, John. He was great on there. Appreciate him coming. And God, that I think there's one way to wrap this show up. Let's just do it. Three, two, one. Oh, French vanilla, rocky road, chocolate peanut butter cookie dough. Scoop, there it is. Scoop, there it is. This is the Bench Press Podcast. The founding fathers are dipping. Thanks for listening. As always, we love you. Peace out. Love you guys. Thank you.